Hello, and thank you for listening to Good Girls Behaving Badly. I am Sydney. I'm Shanae. And this is our 10th episode. Woo! I'm kind of excited. Like, Why? 10 episodes in. Like, A lot of people start podcasts and like they do a couple episodes and then that's it. Like They fall off. But 10, I feel like it's a little oh. significant. Okay. <laughs> do you okay. want to talk about your weekend this week or no? I know you hate when I ask. But the thing is, once you ask me before we get on here, so I can preempt you to say, I don't have anything exciting well, to say. Well, we did one thing together this weekend. We went to <sighs> a wine tasting. That was fun. That was, yeah, it was. So. I mean, I went to dinner. I got sushi Saturday, and I went to the produce market. <laughs> <laughs> I made zucchini lasagna. <laughs> that looks divine. It was delicious. Um... I caught up on my shows. I got caught up on homework. I, I went slapped. To, oh, God. I went to a baby shower, too. I feel like everybody's pregnant. It's, like, contagious. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's if you're having unprotected sex. That's how you get pregnant. Not necessarily. You know, the condoms could break and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's happens. always a risk. Condoms aren't foolproof. You know what's foolproof? Foolproof. Keeping them legs closed. Unless your name's Mary. No. <laughs> it's very it's very easy to do, guys. I know it may seem like it's hard. It's really not. Just saying. But live your life. Be safe. Honestly. Okay, so go ahead with your media updates. So, I feel like I have a lot. So, I'll start off with the president campaign. I'm over talking about it. Mm, I, um, I just can't wait until election day. I'm really... They did the last debate. Hillary won. Like, I did my research. Once again, um, are we surprised? No. Um, 11 women have come out and accused Trump of, you know, sexual misconduct and right. they're planning to sue. Uh, his numbers in the polls have dropped dramatically. But today he says... <laughs> he's funny. Today he's like... The polls are rigged. I'm winning. I don't know what you guys he, are talking about. And like he's Come been on. saying, like if he loses, he's not gonna accept the results. And it's like that's okay. We will. <laughs> we'll accept them on your behalf. <laughs> and my thing is, you already putting stuff in there. Like you already coming off as a sore loser because you know he your chances aren't that good. So yeah. now instead of just admitting defeat, he's talking about how the election system is rigged and da 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 da. And I'm gonna say for all the people who don't like Obama, that'll let you know the election system ain't rigged. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say that. I still think there. I, I wouldn't say rigged, but I think there are issues in the election process. But what he's talking about, mm-hmm. that's not what he's talking about. He's saying just straight up rigged to for one person to win. Period. And while there are discrepancies, like how they do things, especially in different areas and how people can actually get to the voting polls, mm-hmm. I'm just saying for all the backlash Obama got. You would think if it was rigging, he wouldn't have won. Just well, you know. they could have rigged it for him to win. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I I think it could potentially be rigged for Obama to win. The, yeah, I think they could have rigged it for him to win. I'm gonna say no because when he got in, everyone fought him. So who had the powers to get him in just so he couldn't do anything? Potentially, it's like false hope. <laughs> that look, I really think it's it's possible. I really think it's rigged. 
I don't. I'm not in the mood. This, I, this is why I don't like talking about <laughs> the election. <laughs> she gets on my nerves every time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whatever. <clears throat> Go out and vote. And I'm going to say, vote just strictly. One, I just think you should vote, period. And then two, your local officials are local officials are up. So you should vote just for that alone. Okay? So how about that? End of that conversation. Um, so next, talk about, as we know, Mary J. Blige and her husband are getting a divorce. And he is wanting over $120,000 a month in spousal support, including her paying child support. For children that aren't hers. That's where he pushed it. <coughs> I'm like, come on, brother. That's where he pushed it. And my it. other thing is, one, you signed a prenup. Two, you're her manager. So you was getting 20, 30% anyway. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. What are you doing with your money? You was getting a cut of hers anyway. Boy, I, and I don't even think he's doing it because he doesn't have money. I think he's doing it because he thinks he just can. But because it's like, she's been no. supporting them for so many years. No, that's not. So he just feels no. like, oh, well, she should. And here's the thing. Prenups are prenups. Unless you guys have like, excuse me, unless they have like clauses in it, which I'm very sure Mary did an ironclad prenup. You're getting whatever says you're getting. And that's just it, brother. Move on and pay your own child support. That is pathetic. Well, is because, okay, so the reason, he wouldn't necessarily have to pay it where the children's mother because the reason why he wants it is because the children's live with them and so my thing is that's not mary's responsibility once that's, that's what I'm the once mother again, of the children that's not her children right no you're yeah. out of line for that and then like it was like fifteen thousand for a personal chef boy you better get in that kitchen and cook your own food <laughs> it was like seven thousand uh, for clothes each month, you don't need that many clothes every month. <laughs> if you got to pare down the, now that y'all divorce, guess what? Pare it down. I wonder if he like manages other artists that we just don't know about. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But I would doubt Mary would even like that because like he's not even allowed to have like female friends. Oh, and Lord she wasn't allowed Jesus. to have I think male friends. Their marriage was kind of weird. That I thought that was kind of weird, <laughs> but I remember an interview about that. Anyway. Moving on. So I feel like I had just a whole bunch of Kardashian crap. So let's just start. Start with Kim. Um, and you know I did not know Kim and Amber Rose had the same birthday? <laughs> I did. I did. I did not know that. Yeah. And that's kind of weird to me. But yeah. okay. Okay. I think that says something about the type of people that Kanye are attracted to. Clearly. <laughs> they were born on the same Like, not day. necessarily looks. Though they do both have big booties. <laughs> But, like, personality-wise and all that kind of stuff. Something. They have to have something in yeah, common. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. He likes what he likes. <laughs> so, there were, there's actual footage now of the robbers, like, leaving the hotel. Mm-hmm. So, that came out. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people, there were some stories about her coming out to say that it was fake. It was this. She's not doing that. She's actually planning to sue some of the media yeah. outlets. Yeah. So... I don't, once again, I don't know if it's real or not. I like to believe it is, mm-hmm. but she is sticking to her story. So now we're going to move over to Tyga and Kylie. As we know, he's been having some issues because he can't seem to pay his bills. Right. So they were taking him to court because it's like, how you don't pay your bills, but you're constantly on Snapchat and everything else buying Kylie <clears throat> all these expensive gifts or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So they had a uh, deposition. And why when it gets to the part where he's talking about how much money he spent on Kylie, he got ill, he got sick and dizzy and confused. <laughs> and so they had to postpone it and push it back. You're a liar. You are not sick, confused, or dizzy. You know for a fact you're being shady. Pay your bills. Pay her second. Okay? Uh, well, yeah. I agree. He should... Pay your bills! He needs to pay his bills, or if he can't pay his bills, he needs to live within his means. And stop buying her gifts. Lord knows she can afford it herself. Right. So, I mean, just chill out, brother. So, then we're going to move to Chloe. Chloe Lamar's divorce is finally final. Yeah, because she had paused it yeah, when he was sick. Waiting which for I think is very... Uh, it's like high moral for her. Like She was like, right. I'm not about to do this right now. But I think a lot of people thought that there was some... They might rekindle. They might rekindle, but he, to me, and to, to be honest, it don't seem like he's still all the way back on the right track. He's had like some issues, so I think she just finally was like, I'm done. So that's done. Mm-hmm. But there is a rumor circulating that she is engaged to Tristan. And they've yep. only been dating for two months. Now, that's to exactly give what they did. Her credit. Yeah. She dated him a month longer. Because Lamar <laughs> was just 30 days. So right. at least with this one, she gave it 60 days. Right. But we also know that Tristan's ex-girlfriend is currently pregnant. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think she just gave birth. Yeah. I think that's totally messy and I don't want to be involved. Like, you got a fresh baby. Well, I think it depends on when they broke up. Because, like, it does take nine months to make a baby. So, he like, they could have broke up in the beginning. Yeah, like, they could have bro- been broken up before. But there's too many hormones going around. <laughs> I just, it would have to, that's just too fresh of a baby for me. But we know the Kardashians, they don't care. They like who they like. And I say that to say, I mean, look at Black China, Rob, that whole thing. They'll, they love love. Love is love. Okay? <laughs> so, if they're engaged, um... Congratulations, I guess. Maybe she'll finally get a baby. I know. I she, always she wants her to have children. Baby. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna move it back to Kanye. So, um, he did a con a concert where he kind of ranted about how Jay Z like basically kind of just called after the robbery. He was like, you know, why are you calling? Won't you come to the house? Talked mm-hmm. about how like. Um, Blue and North has never had a play date and there'll never be a Washington too. I feel like basically sharing family business. Yeah, but he was in his feelings. But, you know, he was at a concert or whatever. And then I actually read a new story today about how, like, Jay and someone else from Rock Nation was talking about how, like, they missed the old Kanye because, like, he's just too temperamental these days. Mm-hmm. Um, since I don't really know him, I can't say whether it's new old, but he does seem... A lot more vocal. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and I mean, he's been through a lot. So that could potentially be a reason why he is. I still channel everything to his mom's passing. Because after that, that's when he started getting shaky. That's when like 808 and Heartbreak came out. And that was so different from anything he's done. But it was genius. I loved it. But everyone was like, you know, what is that? Like, Mm -hmm. I really think that was the trigger. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like, if my mother passed away right now. I would be nuts. So, <laughs> so yeah. I somewhat get it. Um, and then basketball wives. So Jackie Christie, her daughter, her estranged daughter, mm-hmm. her son was like burned in a daycare and she was on like GoFundMe. So then everyone was like reading Jackie for filth because it's like, why won't you help your grandson? 
he's her da 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 to the point she turned her comments off. Right. So like you couldn't even comment. And then celebrities started donating money. Like, um, what's the face from Best for Wise Miami? Evelyn. Okay, yeah. She donated three thousand. Matt Barnes, he donated three thousand. Right. Um, and then Jackie made a statement talking about how she's given her money over the years and yada yada yada. But I was like, that doesn't I don't feel like that's gonna satisfy the people to be like, Yeah, you did your job. Like right, no one but cares. I think there's like because they were estranged and so first of all, they may not have asked her for money before making the GoFundMe because like they weren't even on speaking terms. Yeah, she so, may have felt like she couldn't even ask Jackie for the money. Like right, right. So, like, I feel like people is not taking all that into consideration. Because, I mean, this lady has a wedding every year. I'm sure she would give money. Like She if, can take a cut, a little right. small cut from the basketball wives check. Right. And so, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure she would be willing to do it. But, like you said before, they were estranged. So, you don't know if they even had the conversation about them needing money. So, I feel like, you know, of course, everybody always jumps to conclusions when stuff like this happens with celebrity. Yeah, but I don't know. Because, I mean, she could have donated anonymously to their GoFundMe and no one will ever know. She would never do that. She would put her name on it. (laughs) I do not believe she would, like, donate anonymously. I don't. Mm. She likes attention. I doubt it. Anyway, my... Oh... I want to talk about Scotty Pippen. Yes. He filed a divorce against his wife, Larza. Is that it? Yeah. Larza. Pippen. They were married for 19 years. Mm-hmm. And he said he done. But he said that like she went off for like a couple months with Future. Yeah, and... there's some rumors circulating that Future is the cause. Mm-hmm. I've read a couple articles that are saying like people from Future Camp is like, nah, yeah. that's not the case. They're just friends. He's not going there. Mm-hmm. So like always, the truth always comes out. Yeah. But I do feel like 19 years of marriage for Future. And four kids. For Future. <laughs> and his string football team of children. And... Baby mothers, no. I, I think I would, if I was going to leave him, I'm going to upgrade. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my thing. Like, yeah. if you cheat, sh- hey, shouldn't you be better? Mm-hmm. I'm j- I'm- and speaking of future, Sierra's expecting a baby. Yes. <laughs> and I'm I'm excited for them because people too. really hate on yes. Sierra and Russell. And I don't really know why. I like, love it. Like, she moved on. She got married. They happy, like, why y'all? And then I saw comments, they'll be divorced in two years. I'm like, you're probably single. <laughs> like, you're probably... Because I just feel like, you don't even know these people. Right. How do celebrities get y'all so testy? Where y'all, like, be writing comments on that Instagram stuff? Mm-hmm. I would never. I know. I don't But they be it. doing it for days. And, like, you know, half the time, they not even going to read That's what I'm saying. Story. So, I'm like, do you feel good about that? I don't know. I don't get I, it. I don't know. Anyway, my last story can actually kind of take us into this week's topic. Um, so Drake released a song, and there were some lyrics kind of dissing Kid Cudi because mm-hmm. we know Kid Cudi kind of, I guess you want to say he started the beef, right? Um, and it was talking about his depression, kind of making fun of him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was actually happy to see a lot of people reading Drake for filth. Me too. Because that I was, was like, wrong. this is the one time social media actually like, right. they are having morals and they like standing up for what's right. You know, because right. usually they would just be making memes and going ham. Like, 
But I was like, you know what? Y'all did right this time. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so I was actually like proud of social media for going in on Drake. But some people were saying that Drake recorded it like before Kid Cudi went to rehab or whatever. But then but he like it's not it's nothing to go in the studio and take one little line out of a song. Like it's not that deep. But then my other thing is whether because my thing is so maybe if Kid Cudi didn't go into rehab, that comment still would have been inappropriate. You're right. You're right. Because if he was struggling with depression or anything right. like that. That's not your place to comment on. You're right. And so tonight's topic, we're talking about mental health awareness mm-hmm. and kind of the lack of awareness, specifically in the African American community. Yeah. Community. So you're half black, and you claim your all. You pretty much claim your blackness, right. and that's fine. Drake. You yeah. have influence, mm-hmm. and so you're saying this, and to me, that further pushes the stigma that you know we're not allowed to have mental health Um, issues we're not allowed to get things you know we're supposed to just be strong and deal with it Mm -hmm. or you know i've heard people say that's a white person's disease it's not right yeah that's very true and so it annoys me because it's like you know celebrities rappers they're influencers so if people someone's struggling with depression and be a drake fan they could now feel some type of way right and even though that's small celebrities really have that influence over they do and it's like I wouldn't say it's sad, but it's kind of scary how yeah. much influence sometimes celebrities have that that one thing, like you said, it could affect someone that was struggling, and you don't know, like you don't know what their reaction would be. He could just lose a fan, but they could also like take other, you know, steps. Measures. So, right. So like, though you never asked to be a role model, that's the price of celebrity. Like that's what you signed up for. That's why you get these checks they right. be giving you because like the least you can do is be a decent person well i also feel like if you're doing stuff in your own life like whatever like for example if you being a hoe you being a hoe that's <laughs> your you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. your business mm-hmm. but you're talking about someone else's health issue right that's inappropriate yeah. do you know what i mean yeah so i'm gonna start off with a statistic so one in four adults in the u.s will suffer from some kind of mental disorder each year and I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, y'all. And as much as we like to think we don't get it, we're just as likely to have mental illness, Mm -hmm. issues, disorders as any other race. Some actually think we have a higher chance. I would agree with that. Of having some sort of mental illness disorder. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think we have a higher chance. I do just like... I really do think post-traumatic slavery disorder, like, I feel like that's real because, like, I think over time, like, we've been conditioned and we've seen so many things and, like, people telling us that our skin is too dark or people telling us that our natural hair isn't pretty. Over time, yeah, over time, that can really weigh you down and you might not even realize it. And so, like, even kids may not like the how their hair is because kids are telling them, like, their natural hair is nappy. And so, like, that really does affect people. Like, people say words don't hurt. Words do hurt. And yes, they do. hearing the same words over time can truly have an effect on you. Well, I'll say that I agree. I mean, when you say it like that, I agree. But I also think there's an issue within the community. Because when someone maybe be bold enough to say, hey... I'm feeling certain things. I'm mm-hmm. not feeling good. Then you're being told, oh, girl, you're being dramatic. Yeah. Relax. Yep. You oh, need to yeah. stop being extra. Mm-hmm. So there's also this thing where maybe someone could say, 
maybe someone is acknowledging that something just isn't right. Right. And instead of being supported or heard, they're being dismissed yeah. and told to stop being extra and yeah. dramatic. That's and I true. think that's an issue. Yeah, and I think like and I think people do it without even noticing it. Not to take like not to take the blame off people, but I really think a lot of people do it without noticing it, not noticing how much of a support they could really be if they just took the time to listen to what people are saying. But I, I but I feel like it's selfish though. It is. Because my thing is if if a friend, family was coming to you saying, you know what, I'm having a really hard time, mm-hmm. yada yada yada, and maybe you being a listening shoulder isn't enough. They're mm-hmm. you know, they're saying, I, I, I don't know what to do, I'm feeling whatever, I'm feeling trouble. My first thing would be to go see somebody. But I'm also a person who believes in therapy. I believe in life coaching and counseling. Yeah. I'm a full supporter of that. I think everyone should have a therapist, period. Mm-hmm. Like, just one on call. Because I feel like life happens. Mm-hmm. And to me, a counselor or a therapist is an unbiased person. I was about to say that. An unbiased person that knows nothing about you. Yeah. To help you sort your feelings. Because they're not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. They're literally being another unbiased viewpoint to help you through your struggles or feelings. I right. think everyone should have one. Because we all have our own versions of baggage. And that doesn't necessarily... Nece- doesn't necessarily... I'm sorry, y'all. I'm having, <laughs> it's, you know, I, it doesn't... <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't mean it will spiral into a disorder. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that even, I guess, the average normal person can use therapy, let alone someone who may be really struggling with something. And you know, what that just made me think about was like, I really feel like sometimes as children, people realize that we need it. Like in elementary school, middle school, high school, you have a school therapist that if you need to, you can go to to talk about anything. In college, you have a school therapist that if you need to. In college, we have therapists? Yeah, we had one. What? Mm -hmm. Because he came and spoke at our, like, freshman seminar class. Where would he be at? He was at, like, the nurse's office. What? Yeah, we had one. See, I didn't know that, y'all. I had no idea we had (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is I feel like, like, after we get out of formal education, I feel like that falls off. Like, why does the government feel like it's okay to provide... Like, they know that therapy is important, so they provide that person all the way up until you're out of um, formal education. And so I just feel like therapy should be more supported, if that makes sense, and like more a available. doctor? Yeah, more available to people. I see what you're saying, but just how I never knew my college even had one, I mm-hmm. think... All, because my thing is, it's like, yeah, maybe my high school had one, but how many people really talked to her? I think... We have to push people to understand that it's okay yeah. to talk to yeah. someone. Because they like, well, it's I'm okay. not crazy. I don't want to go saying. talk to them. You're not crazy. Right. You're human. Right. And so I think that's a part of it. Because, like, so they provide it. But, like, I would love to get statistics on, like, how how often they really help people. Mm-hmm. And even down to the race, the races of people they help. Because I'm very sure African American would be, like, a very small percentage, right. unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. Because there's just a big stigma in our community that, like, you can fix it by yourself, that you don't need to reach out and get help. And it's like, it's okay to say you need help. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. And I think a lot of people make it 
like you're weak, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. If you, if you're needing help, because that's something that I struggle with, but not when it comes to this, but like maybe at work or mm-hmm. at, if something else, it's like you don't. I don't like to ask for help, mm-hmm. but when it's coming to your physical, mental health, spiritual, whatever, you should feel okay. Even at work, honestly, we have to get over the whole feeling like you'll be viewed as weak. And I, I like think, I feel like people just need to realize that vulnerability is strength. Like if you have the strength it. to be vulnerable, like because a lot of people can't be vulnerable. And a lot of us cover it up. Right. And we sit on our phones and, and like that's type weak. of people. To me, that's weak. Right. Because you don't you're not willing to face what you're dealing with. You're right. not willing to make it better. You're not willing to be vulnerable. So like if anything vulnerability is strength like people need to realize that you better preach (laughs) so as i was also doing some data some research on this and collecting data they talked about how a lot of times that african-americans when they're seeking help Mm -hmm. maybe therapy or doctors that they that racism exists within that and i never even thought of that i guess that sometimes um Caucasian physicians and therapists mm. can show some bias okay. towards I can see that. that. And yeah. maybe a maybe a, a general lack of understanding because they didn't live it or under like you talk about the racial tension like that. Yeah. If you were going to a therapist and was trying to, and was trying to express Explain. that type of insecurity, they 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 probably they don't understand it because they've right. never been through it. Mm-hmm. Do I think like I'm sure they read it, but that's what I'm saying. Do I think there are plenty of other race like therapists that could do a great job with African American person, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I can see where the racism that lie. that's a yeah. part of the issue yeah. that feeds into our stigma. But I'm gonna say this: look for a black doctor. Mm-hmm. I I know there's not as many, but there are actually websites and search tools where you can look up um, particular doctors based yeah. off of your insurance or the type of therapist you need and they usually have photos attached right and i know that may sound crazy but if if that's a part of that's going to make you comfortable to help yourself yeah then go ahead and find a black therapist go ahead and find a black because i would counselor. like i would look for a black woman because i that's feel like i would be more comfortable Same. talking to someone that has probably has the most similar experience to me Right, and there, and my thing is, there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever yeah. is most comfortable for you to get you to kind of like take the step to help yourself and to make you feel better, then there's no issue. You need a black doctor, find a black doctor. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? They also talked about the lack of health care. Now, I can see that because mm-hmm. like, if we want to spread this larger, we don't go to the doctor. Yeah, and that's why. That's true, and that's why we have a higher. They always talk about how we have a higher rate of breast cancer and prostate cancer, and it's not. And I want to be clear: it's not that we have a higher rate. The problem is we don't do preventative care. Mm-hmm. So by the time they catch the cancer, we're at level three, level four, where it's like almost impossible to cure. Yeah, if we were going to the doctors, just preventative care, getting your mammogram, get get in the coffin, letting <laughs> the cold hands touch them, doing what you need to do. When they can catch it when it's level one, when there's sometimes when it's just cancerous cells, they can remove it, you're done. A lot of times you don't even need chemo mm-hmm. and you're done, but we don't go to the doctor. I would agree with that. And I really think, because like I was talking to someone about audio, autoimmune diseases and like an autoimmune disease is not a death sentence, but that is a kind of disease that if you exercise, if you eat right, like it can basically, I wouldn't say go away, but the symptoms, like you mm-hmm. won't see them, you won't have to worry about it. But a lot of people, once they get 
that kind of diagnosis, they just be like, oh, I'm sick. Like, they don't actually, and this isn't really race specific because I feel like that's an issue with all people. They don't take the, they don't, they're not active enough about taking the steps to fix it. They just take the medicine that the doctor gives them and feel like that'll just do the trick. Now, I'm not saying don't take the medicine that the doctor gives you, but also make sure that you're eating correctly. Make sure that you're exercising. Make sure that you're doing all of those things because that helps with your mental and your physical health. I would agree. And as a person who don't really like medicine... <laughs> I hate medicine. Because I, I don't like medicine, yeah. so I always look for natural remedies. Mm-hmm, I do yeah. think when you're... Depending on what you have, whatever it is, if it's physical or mental... You know, you have to do a care plan with your doc with your physician. Mm-hmm. So don't we're not doctors, <laughs> right? But That's I what I'm saying. Say, I didn't say don't take the medicine. <laughs> but I will say that you know, really look into your options, especially especially for things like anxiety. I have really bad anxiety. I would never take medicine. There's so many other things you can do. Yoga, and, and, meditation. And with certain diseases, you yeah. need it, but it's sometimes you need it to regulate until you can get yourself to a good place, and mm-hmm. you may not need to take it anymore. Right. So, just like you said, look, do research and do your due diligence to help yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And so, I feel you like that's, do your part. that's a big thing that's lacking in the black community is they don't, like, try to take those steps that, like, with diabetes, you can, yes, you may have to take insulin in the beginning, but you start working out, start eating, right? You can be off it. Right. And so, I feel like people just take that diagnosis and pop their pills. And still eat whatever and mm-hmm. not do the stuff they need to do. Yeah. I think... Take care of yourself. Yeah. And I know that, you know, this is my temporary home, but by, by golly, I kind of want to be here for a while. <laughs> so it's like, take care of yourself and take care of your family and the people around you. I am, especially, you know, I used to work at the American Care Society and I got like obsessed. Mm-hmm. So I started even asking, ask your parents, mm-hmm. mom, are you getting your mammogram? Mm-hmm. Dad, are you getting your prostate check? Are y'all getting colonoscopy? And they, a lot of times I feel like people don't even want to talk about it, especially black men. They be like, oh, I talk, don't want to talk about it. Talk that. about Look, it. Did you get it checked or no? Check because if you get sick, I'm going to have to take care that's of you. That's what behind. I'm saying. So I'm going to need you to go get that checked. And to me, that's, you're taking care of yourself. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You going to the doctor to get, to get your prostate checked or to get your boobs squished. You're taking care of you. You yeah. should feel good about it and prideful about it because there are a lot of people who are ignoring things, not doing things, and then there are the unfortunate cases of cancer and other diseases where it gets to a point where you can't fix anything. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes even preventative care, is, you know, it still takes a life. And so, like, you know, it's not... You can't always say that, but do your due diligence. Yeah. You get one life. At least you tried. Right, you're trying. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about that, well, not the last, but the one thing that kind of irritated me, they talked about how a lot of black Americans, we use religion to cope with illnesses Mm -hmm. instead of like going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, we're both religious. We both believe in God. I never thought prayer... I guess that's, I never was taught that prayer was just say what you need and that's it. Right. Like, I was, you, you can't go to, to church and congregation going to pray your cancer away. I'm that's sorry. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and you can't, you can't say, Lord, help me on this final and don't study and do nothing. Right. And that's, and so, <laughs> right. so I want to be clear. If you're one of those people who just pray on it, pray. There's nothing wrong with that, right. but you have to do your part too. You're right. asking God, if you're saying, God, help me. And he gonna be like, no, because you ain't do nothing to help yourself. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, what is it? Help me help you type yeah, of thing. It's yeah. like, 
help me get an A on this test. That means, okay, well, study Shanae, and then I'll give you enough what you need to get that I A. I feel you like I'm I mean? the same way. Like, when people ask me for information, I'd be like, did you look? Like, cause that's, that's the one thing that annoys me so much is like, I'm like, did you even Google this? Like, because if it's like the first link on, when I Google it, then I'm like, you didn't even try. You just using me. So like, if so, if I like, if someone's like actively trying to learn something, I'm always willing to help. But if they're not, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not about to do this for you. Like, so if you feel like you're having, if you feel like you're sick, mental or physical, you saying, Lord, help me. I'm going to say excuse me, while God may help you, you also should help yourself. And when you're asking God for help and then maybe you see a commercial for like a, a therapist, that could have been a sign. I mean, we don't know. You know what I mean? Like the smallest, I truly believe that God sends us messages, but I also think that sometimes we're always busy rowing, doing whatever and not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Maybe God is trying to point you to a doctor. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, just, I just open it up. I feel like prayer is powerful. But I also think it's powerful because it's a joint effort. You're, you're doing you're, you're doing your due diligence and you're asking God, just help me get through. I'm trying, Lord. Give me that extra push. Mm -hmm. I, I just think, I don't know. Now, I have a question. I don't know. So, what would you do if, like, someone with a mental illness is struggling and you're doing everything you can to help them, but then it starts, like, bringing you down? What do you mean? What am I doing to help them, I guess? So, like... Say someone is depressed. Okay. And, like, they're just coming to you every day and, like, unloading on you. And, like, you're trying to uplift them, encourage them, blah, blah. But they're just, like, bringing all of this negative energy. So then, by the time you're finished talking with them, now you, like, are in a bad mood. Well, then I would default to say, you know what? Maybe I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And I would push into it. I would encourage them to speak to, to a counselor or something. Because right. yeah. maybe sometimes I think, Confiding, confiding in a trusted loved one friend is helpful, but sometimes it's not enough. Yeah. So if I'm trying, and and it's getting to the point where it's bringing me down, and I'm not, and you're clearly not being helped, then my next step is I'm not enough. Can we talk? Can we find someone for you to talk to? Mm -hmm. Is there another way we can deal with this? Because yeah. like, I mean, one, I don't want to keep hearing it. Probably, I, I probably <laughs> don't really, you know, I love you, but I don't feel like keep hearing it. And right. two, it's you're, it's not helping you, so right. you're still feeling. Whatever, and I do think, like, even when you're trying to help somebody do something, like, whether people do what they want, right? Mm -hmm. You gotta think about people you can't help like people unless they want to be helped. Addiction and stuff like that. Yeah. If they're not, if they're not ready to say, "All right, I'm gonna kick this," or "All right, I'm gonna get help," unfortunately, there's nothing we can do sometimes. That's true. That's true. So it's like if your friend is struggling, loved one is struggling, and you're you're like. Talk to this person. Let's get you some help. And they're just refusing. Sometimes you have to take a step back. Because now you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yeah. yourself. And maybe they're not at their rock bottom place. And I, I hate the term rock bottom. But for some people, a lesson isn't learned unless they hit a certain point. Yeah. And I, 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 I can talk about my mom. It's fine. But I feel like she got to that point because she was... Um, a social worker and like she would want to bring these kids home like all this kind of stuff and then she got like really sick and I really think it was like she was carrying the weight of all of them children's lives on her back and so like she had to like she still do, does social work but she does it like in a different avenue because that was it was putting too much on her and I'm like you trying to help all these kids 
like we was buying them pets like we was literally like as a family doing stuff for these kids but it was it was doing it was hurting her more than she could help them because if you hurt yourself too much then you can't help nobody i would agree to that so i would even say like healthcare <laughs> professionals all like they had to be even more particular well, about taking care of themselves you know, most i think it's funny but a lot of therapists have therapists yeah they mean you know what i mean because yeah. it's like or doctors have therapists, like, because you got to think a surgeon or something like that, a patient dies, you know, the guilt, all that. Mm-hmm. The same way they have to take care of themselves even to keep the job. Right. Like, on cops, when you shoot someone, they make you do, like, therapy and counseling. This, I mean, we kind of need to adopt that in our own lives and mm-hmm. that we don't, it won't be mandatory for us. It needs to be voluntary. Like, mm-hmm. just take care of yourself. Right. You need to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. And whether it's about mental or physical or you want to go to your preacher about your spiritual health do what you have to do to be better Mm -hmm. and don't feel bad about it and for those who haven't experienced depression or anxiety or phobia or any type of disease like that do not dismiss those who have it or feel they may have it don't make them feel small if you don't understand then just say you don't understand right i love you i don't understand i want to understand yeah but I don't understand these feelings. That's better than saying, you know, just don't, I don't dis, don't be dismissive. I'm a big like, person on that. Yeah, don't be dismissive. Like help if you can, but if you can't help, try to lead them in direct the right direction. Just don't be dismissive because, like we said before, that can hurt more than you not saying anything at all. Like that can hurt so much more. So it's like I feel like there needs to be some kind of training on. If you can't help, help. But if you can't help, this is what you need to say. This is who you need to send them to. Like, That's a, And then I think it's important to just get educated. Because, I mean, yeah. I, I wrote about it in my blog last week about it. Um, and I, like I said, I have really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, what you need to do is read about it. Don't yeah. just sit up there and be like, well, uh, Google it. If your friend says, you know, I have depression. I have bipolar depression. Or for me, I have GAD. Look it up. I was about to say, the first thing I would do is be like, all right, hold on. Type it and figure out what it is so I know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Look it up. Do your research. And once again, if you don't know, say you don't know. Yeah. But don't dismiss them. Don't make them feel small. Don't put more chips on their shoulder as they're going through a tough time. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, count your lucky stars that you're not going through it because I can say any person with any type of physical or mental disease disorder, they wish they didn't have it. You don't ask for it. Yeah. You don't want it. It Mm -hmm. just happens. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like preventative measures for like mental illnesses. Like when you said the cops and how they do therapy after they shoot somebody, I'm wondering if like giving Police officers, therapists, like having them have regular, yeah, help them. (laughs) Like they kind of crazy. Like when you said that, that triggered that. I'm like, huh. I'm wondering if like if they if police officers had like a mandated therapist, if that would help all of this mess (laughs) that's going on in this world. That might help, but I, I I think for the regular person, because there's a lot of different mental illnesses, right? But I think one of the first steps to, I think, just taking care of yourself mentally is feeling. Mm-hmm. And we have a big oh issue Oh, my God. That. I was just talking about that the other day. Feel. Nothing is wrong with being emotional. And I think that could help just a smidge. Like, right. I'm not a doctor. But when we don't want to acknowledge what we're feeling, when we hold all these past insecurities and 
you know, when my when I was a younger child, and you know, what I mean? you hold all that stuff in you, you it affects you in more ways than one. I guarantee you, all your bad habits stem from an earlier situation in your life, mm-hmm. right? And so my thing is, if you're not willing to be one, be truthful to yourself, acknowledge. You know, I was insecure in this moment. I was jealous. I was angry. I mm-hmm. was hurt. I think that's just step one of right. just keeping good mental health. Being okay to feel. There's nothing wrong with feelings. Right. We have them for a reason. And that's what makes us human. I want to read a quote that I posted this morning, and it has to do with feelings. It says, the word emotion stands for energy in motion. When we're truthful to ourselves about how we feel, we can use our emotions to our advantage. So, like, I really want people to, like, realize that being emotional is not a bad thing. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to... Ex- it's good to express emotion. It's worse to hold them in. And so, like, like you said, the first step is to feel. The first step is to realize you have these emotions and to admit to these emotions. And for people like me who are naturally feelers, <laughs> like Sydney can tell you, I don't have an issue talking about my feelings. I don't really have an issue crying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a feeler. Mm-hmm. I think it took me a long time to be okay with that because I was told all the time, you're being too dramatic. Mm-hmm. You need to relax. Stop being extra. When I wasn't being extra, I was saying how I actually felt. And used to make me feel like I couldn't express myself. Right. And it took me a minute to figure out that it's like, no, y'all wrong. I'm not being extra. If I'm upset in this moment, I'm upset. And I have a right to be upset. And I also have a right to voice that I am upset, mad, sad, or whatever. And you don't get to put your problems, your insecurities to feel and to be open with yourself on me. Right. So for people who are like me and don't have that issue, don't let nobody make you feel like something is wrong with you right. or you need to be quiet because they deem you dramatic. While I am dramatic, <laughs> when it comes down to like the serious emotions, if I'm irritated, I'm irritated. You sad, you sad. You don't get to tell me I can't be sad or whatever. Yeah, and I think mine was somewhat similar like, I, because I was, like, a tomboy growing up. So, I was always, like, I was almost treated like a boy. Like, be tough. If you scrape your knee, don't put no bandaid on it. Like, arrogant. So, like, when it came to my emotions, I always felt like I had to hold them in. To even to the point when I wanted to cry. Like, I couldn't even talk about what I wanted to talk about because I was trying to hold in my cry so bad that it just all came out a mess. Because I was just trying to, I was the type of person that I'm like, no, I have to hold everything in. I have to smile. I have to make it look like everything is okay. And, like, now I realize you don't have to always be the smiley person. Like, I'm a very optimistic person, but it's okay that you're going to have days where you're not optimistic. You're going to have days where you're feeling down. Like, and it's okay to have those days. Um, and it's okay to express those emotions and not feel like you have to put on a face for everybody else. You better preach it, girl. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. So, dude, I think we covered everything with yes. mental health. Now, we skipped this because, just because the um, media kind of ran into our topic. But do you have a would you rather question for the week? Because if you don't, I do. I don't. Okay. So, I guess we get in the show on a pot up. Is it a funny question? Is it nasty? Um, Is it gross? I kind of lost it for two seconds. Well, then... <laughs> While she tries to find the question, make sure you subscribe to our website, goodgirlsbehavingbadly.com. Follow us on Instagram. Um, you know, in the future, we'll probably have a Twitter and stuff. <laughs> Facebook. We're we keeping it low-key right now. Yeah. But once we have more information, we'll be sure to share. And here's the thing, guys. If you have 
topics you would want to hear our opinions on, questions, or you need advice, message us. And we it can be, be anonymous more, if you want to. That's what I'm saying. We, we ain't going to say who it is or share your business. Mm-hmm. But if you want just some unbiased advice, that's what we're here for. Right. And if you actually know us and you still want advice, it can still be unbiased. Yeah. We don't have to know it's really you. Right. All right. So, yeah, I found my question. So, okay. is would you rather see the text your ex wrote about you or have them see all the text that you sent about them? Um, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm pretty honest. I feel like he probably has a good idea what I've said about him because mm. at some point in time, I've said it to his face. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I don't know. Um, because I'm a person who likes to know everything, I would want to read their text. Mm. Because I, would, I like to know everything. I'm the same, but I think my reason is slightly different. I feel like I would want to read theirs because I feel like everyone hasn't always been honest with me about their emotions and uh-huh. to go back to the topic. But so I'm like, well, I want to read what they was written. Is it bad stuff or No, good not stuff? necessarily. It could be bad or good. Mm. So Yeah, I probably would just read this. I, I, here's the thing. I like to be as honest with people as possible. So, like, if there's something I said about Sydney and she wasn't around, nine times out of ten, she knows mm-hmm. I said it to her. And mm-hmm. sometimes, literally verbatim, yeah. I said it to her. Yeah. But that's the type of person and friend I am. I'm very honest, sometimes brutal. <laughs> so, like, if I was like, girl, she's looking crazy, I'll say, Sydney, you was looking crazy that day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how I am. Yeah. I like to keep it. Real, I, yeah, as much as possible, as much as I can allow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I agree with that. So, um, I think that's all for our show this week. Like we said, you know, follow us, subscribe to the blog because we post every we post two blogs every week. Um, and so we hope to talk to you again next week. This is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week. Talk to you later. <laughs>